This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening. It's uh, the, the the clouds are starting to part. It's uh, not chucking it down with rain, but it seems like there's a very dark cloud over Molyneux <laughs> that's currently stagnating over there. We're already starting with over a hundred of you live, and I've not even promoted it, which is fantastic. Hi, um, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, hi, Julian. <laughs> so, hi, Matt um, Hobbs. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I wonder what we're going to talk. I mean, we we're just talking in the uh, in the green room before, and said Jack said, I "Wonder what we're going to talk about tonight." Well, uh-huh. we had to do a, we had to do a live, and I'm delighted uh, to be joined uh, by Manny. How you doing, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, I've got obviously my Man City colours on because I've defected now. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Jack. Good evening. How are we all? That's fantastic. The boys, the reason we've got Sooty on as well. How you doing, mate? Good evening. <laughs> Good. He's sporting uh, a very nice trackie as always, and he's. We've had to recall him um, from uh, from his from loan spell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we recalled him yesterday. When did you when did you arrive back, mate? Oh, I've only been back about three hours, to be honest. So yeah, literally. We've, We've had a recall him. Uh, that's the Lord himself, Mr. Jason uh, Guy. And, um, yeah, I mean, guys, the reason we're doing this video uh, today is because of this fluid situation, depressing almost, six days before the start of the season, and we've got this absolute mess at our club. It's, you know, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous position that that we seem to be in. You know, we are kind of a laughing stock with people can't laughing about the situation. They talk about managers getting sacked uh, during the season, but, you know, managers going in the run-up to the start of the Premier League doesn't happen very often. Let's just go back 24 hours. Um, the news came out... Um, that um, Wolves had been looking at other managers. Um, Gary O'Neill was mentioned. 
Um, former Bournemouth manager, he was there as caretaker manager, became permanent, kept him up, did a great job, well done. And then Bournemouth said, thank you very much, moved on, got a new manager, bombed him out. Wolves apparently had spent three hours talking to him because of the situation with the threat of Julian Lopetegui uh, leaving uh, the club. They might have spoken to some other managers. I'm sure we'll get into uh, into that a little bit more. I just thought it was a joke when it came out yesterday, but then it was re- more widely reported. A lot of our local <laughs> journalists reported it. seems like it's very factual that that's happened. Apparently, he's, he's Wolves' number one target. Lopetegui and the squad, obviously, they, they played really well at the weekend. A fantastic performance, a fantastic victory. We all had smiles on our faces. We all felt positive for one whole day, and it's like, well, we can't have the Wolves fans feeling positive for a, feeling positive. This comes out. It's a very fluid situation. Lopetegui was due to take training this afternoon because they've had an extra couple of days off because of the United game being on the Monday and the build-up uh, to that. I don't know if he's taken training today or not. We don't know who has taken training. We know that, the, obviously, the players will have re- returned. We know that there's been conversations going on. We know that there's been a standoff that Julian Lopetegui apparently ain't been happy. He's been shouting, obviously, his mouth off through his mates, uh, doing interviews, which we'll come on to. Um, Jeff's been away. I don't think we've seen him. He, let, he issued that statement, which we talked about last week. And then Wolves don't want to pay off. He's on two. He's on a two-year contract on a very high salary with all of his players. He obviously doesn't want to walk away and not lose it. And apparently they've sat down today to try and iron this out. Because let's face it, he's not done any media interviews. He cannot duck media interviews because on Thursday, straight Friday, it's media day at the start of the Premier League. So it's got to be sorted. Um, so... Let's kick off first. Jason, I'm going to go to you first with this one because obviously yeah. you've been watching this situation uh, yes. with the family and everything. What's your take? Well, firstly, obviously, I didn't go to the match Saturday, but by all accounts, I've read what was written on social media and it looked a very positive performance. And although there's been a lack of signings, we have still got a reasonably decent squad in place. Let's be honest. I know we're all a bit disappointed in the lack of transfer activity. But let's be honest, it's still not a bad side that we've got. Even though it's probably a little bit thin, in my opinion, um, we could do with two or three more signings. We, we, we all recognise that. Coming back on the plane today, just, you know, very quickly, the, uh, one of the hostesses or air hosts, as, as I'm going to have to call him, was a West Brom fan. And even he was taking the mic out of me. It's like we're a laughing stock, <laughs> So, so I've got this West Brom fan taking the mick out of me. You haven't signed anyone. What's going on at your place and all this caper? But the interview with this Gillen Black um, was obviously engineered very cleverly in as much as from the part of Julian Lopetegui, um, whereby, I mean, it was actually, Dave, I've got to be honest, I've seen your productions and, and what you do like now, and it was all very professional. It was almost like a hostage release video. He got it from this real weird camera angle. I mean, I'll be honest, I do my wolf whistle and I, I do it in a an, very antiquated way. However, um, the sound quality was shocking and it was all a bit rushed for me, but it was clearly to put a message out there, a message that he wasn't happy. Now, it, it, there's people on Twitter, oh, if he's not happy, why doesn't he just walk away? 
who in their right mind is going to walk away from millions and millions and millions of life-changing pounds? Nobody, right? So from his perspective, he's got a choice. He either sits it out, gets sacked and gets the money, which won't do his reputation any good, or he gets this video brought out by his pal, shows how unhappy he is, and obviously it, it, it's, it's ruffled a few feathers behind the scenes at Wolves, in my opinion. The timing of it is awful. You know, it really is awful. Yes, um, I suppose, you know, there's, there's still time, or there, there, there was time to, to sign players, but the nearer now it gets to the season, just literally a few days away, he couldn't come at any worse timing. And who's available now, managers-wise? I mean, we've, now we're linked with Gary O'Neill, and you think, is he the man to take Wolves forward? Is he an interim? Is he a panic signing? You know, it's just, it just left us in a lot of limbo. Um, so, Dave, at this stage now, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very concerned. I suppose on a positive, because he's signed no one, whoever comes in has got a bit of a blank canvas. It's not as if he signed three or four players in the window and now he's, he's you know, he's leaving. And look, th th this manager is going to come in and it's a good squad to work with, but I just think the timing's so, so, so poor. And do you know what? It just shows what what a mess as well behind the scenes. It clearly is at Molyneux. And yes, it all looks great from the outside with the, the, the money we've spent over the last few years. But it really is a mess. And the only thing they didn't have to do, and the only thing that was working at Molyneux was Wolfie. And what have they done? They've changed Wolfie. The only thing that was working, the only thing that was right, and they've even ruined that. <laughs> Manny, coming oh, up. man. You know what? Um... A, a, a journalist put out a tweet uh, just just before we went on air, and it was um, the former Express and Star journalist Joe Edwards. So off his own Twitter, he's just put out a tweet and said, why is it taking so long when it was commonly known that with five games to go of last season that Lopetegui wanted out? You know, So we don't know whether that's true, why he's put that out. He's not a journalist for any media anymore, so you know he has put that out. And and lots of things happened at the end of last season. We got tonked for a couple of times, you know. We got absolutely got smashed. But, you know, Matinho leaving, suddenly, a legend of our club. Everyone loved him, waving at all the crowd. He was the last person that anyone would put down as somebody who would have just walked off without saying goodbye. And then Lopetegui had his say, but Matinho didn't have his. Someone like Ryan Aitnuri, completely banished, not even in the squad wasn't even in the squad. So was there things happening behind the scenes that players just weren't happy? I don't know. Maybe there was, you know, because when you're a bit stroppy and you're a bit angry, you know, you've still got to have your game face on where you're inspiring and you're encouraging and you're telling the team that we believe in you. Lopetegui's every interview has just been saying, oh, they're not good enough, they're not good enough, we can't stay up, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. We're... And you think, if he was the same in the dressing room, if I was a player, I'd be saying, get out of here, son, get out of here. You know, if he's told them on Friday that I'm going, which is reported, on Saturday, they all went and produced the best performance I've seen in, in Wolf shirts for about two bloody seasons. So, you know, just because he was a big name, just because he was the hot, most highly profile manager we ever had, maybe he was a pain. Maybe he was. I don't know. Now, I agree that he has his right to stand his ground if he's decided and he wants. But to go 
all the way to this point before he absolutely threw, you know, 24th of May, Guillaume Balagay put out a tweet and it was after Antonio Conte had gone and said, Spurs should consider Lopetegui. So there's that's three, two, two and a half months ago, his mate has started um, stirring the pot. Yeah. No, not a, not once did Lopetegui then come out to say, "Oh, I don't agree with that. I'm committed." No, he, he said nothing. He actually joined his mate. He joined his mate, and then he did that rogue, complete interview, which was a non-event in terms of information. But it was again the same depressing, stroppy, stroppy Lopetegui. Someone's called him Stroppetegui today. Stroppetegui. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, Stroppy Lopetegui. Yeah. So. There's something being bubbling a lot longer, I think three or four months, probably longer. So, but then the players, if you see the players' attitudes, they haven't gone down. Now, that's credit to the players in a way, because what we saw on Saturday for the people were there, we were rubbing our eyes. Nunes was like, you know, it looked like some world-beating footballer. We played a side who'd like tonked West Ham and, and Forest, and it was played at full pelt. Yeah, Reinhardt Muri looks so refreshed and looks like a new fallback. And he was bombed out, wasn't even near the squad. So I'm just thinking in a way, like, was it, was it all really hunky-dory? I'd love to know from Joe Martino. I, I mean, last week, by chance, happened to, like, go to a coffee shop and this bloke turned up in a hoodie and took his hoodie off. And it was Joe Martino sitting there in Technol last week, just last week. And he obviously got ties down here. And you think... I'd love to know why he he would just go and what the fallout was. So for me, you know, he's been he's been down and dour and and peed off for a number of months. So I don't want people like that at my club. If that's the attitude you have, you still got to have an uplifting and a professional attitude, regardless of what you think is happening at the club. You know, and it was he never changed his tune. So. Um, we know we've. I'm not going to change my tune on what we said earlier. All of us agreed that for us, Jeff Shee is completely out of his depth. Not a footballing man. Doesn't manage footballing people very well. He needs a team around him, or he needs to get out, get out of, get out of the club. And I think the get out of the club is the only way for him as well. So, and on the on on O'Neill. He's nobody's choice, let's be honest. He's nobody's choice. If we all had a vote on who the next manager was, I don't think anyone would come out with O'Neill. But I encourage fans today, if he leads the team out on Monday night, then for me, he gets my full, full support until the results come in. And then I'll judge him on the results. If he's rubbish, I'll tell him he's rubbish. And if he's good, I'll tell him he's good. I'm not going to knock him, slander him degrade him it's nothing to do with him he's been offered a job it's probably like a dream moment for him thinking what the hell i've been offered the wolves job don't you know well, don't take it out on him you know so that's where we stand i think we're all getting a bit peed off with it and we just want the football to start and just follow the team and it's crap we know it's crap and there ain't much we can do and we know who the real culprits are at the top but i don't think lopetegui is fully um you know they're relinquished of any blame either. Absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to come on to the managerial situation and, and the runners and riders, as you say, Gary O'Neill and stuff like that. I'll come on to that. 
it would be a big risk with him. It, it, it reminds me of a, a Nathan Jones appointment at Southampton, to be honest. And look where that turned out. But it could turn out to be a Nuno appointment. We just don't know. And you're right, whoever leads the team out on Monday, whether that be Lopetegui, because we don't know yet, or whether that be Gary O'Neill or Potter or Steve Davis again, we don't know. Jason Guy, we'll, we'll back him. We'll, <laughs> we'll go and get Sooty in there as well, you know. But like we'll all be there cheering the team on and backing the team because we will. I fear um, for Jeff um, because he has made a, a dog's ear of this situation. But you're right. I've got a lot of opinion in, in regards to Lopetegui. His hands are definitely uh, not clean in regards to this. And we are going to get on to Sooty, but I'm going to let people wait a little bit longer for Sooty. Uh, let's hear the voice of reason, uh, Jack. Uh, now, what have you got to say, mate? And thank you to uh, Paul, who's commented, don't panic, guys. Lopetegui doesn't want to be here, which isn't good for morale. O'Neill wants to be here. Let's back him and fight for him. Jack? Um, it feels to me a little bit like a divorce rather than a, a managerial departure or anything. It's like a divorce, isn't it? Dad's blaming mum, mum's blaming dad, and we're the kids in the middle, and we don't know quite who to blame. And Look, <laughs> yeah, really I ain't she and Lopetegui's kid, thank you very much. <laughs> we're all we're all, we're all that his love child. Absolutely. But 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 ultimately... You're busy probably, then, there's 30,000 of us. Yeah, yeah, no telly, obviously. But um, <laughs> we're... We're obviously at the point now where I think it's for the best that everyone moves on. Listen, I think we'd all love Lopetegui to stay. I think he's, he did a great job last year for keeping us up. But if he's not committed, then you don't need someone like that at your club. Um, I think, you know, the, the comments he's made in his interview with, with Guillaume Balaguet were probably at best unprofessional. Um, you could accuse them of being uh, sabotage and, and all that kind of thing. I mean, the fact that he came out and said he didn't think the players are good, are good enough, to me, that, that's complete nonsense because you watch them on Saturday oh, absolutely. and you think, you think that team's not getting relegated. I promise you now that team's not getting relegated. No chance, no chance it's whatsoever. The it's the best I've so, seen us play in years. Yeah. We've talked about boring football. It weren't boring. It was exciting and we looked like yeah. scoring and we some clinical finishes. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm not quite sure what what he was getting at. Whether he was exaggerating to try and um, you know make a point to the owners. Um, again, where's the communication? You know, we've we've had a, a message from Matt Hobbs in June. We had a letter from Jeff a week ago. But in between, we've had you know the, the press have been doing the communication for us, and that tells you everything, doesn't it? Because they've always got an angle or a spin on it. So you're never quite getting the hundred percent truth. You're getting their interpretation of of what's been said or what hasn't been said quite often. Um, so I think it's a, it's a complete mess. Um, six days before the start of the season, we should all be really excited about going to Old Trafford next week and, and what the season holds. And to be quite honest, you speak to a lot of fans and like Manny said earlier, we're all really enthused coming out of the ground on Saturday. But a lot of that enthusiasm... Gone like you, Jack. It's gone. Someone was phone call. Someone's trying to phone me. Um, yeah, so that would be Mr. Jeff. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it said it said a Mr. J. She. Um, yeah, so there you go. But um, yeah, so uh, and we wait to see what happens next, don't we? We do, mate. We do. I, I absolutely. I mean, it's um, this situation again. The silence at the moment from the club is, you know, and all the the local journos. To be honest, it's it's deafening at the moment because. If there is some news that's going to be released, 
the journos will know because they'll have an embargo and they won't be able to release that news until Wolves release it. That's kind of how it works a lot of the time because they'll have articles written up ready and stuff like that. And there's an enti- and a time embargo. And, we've, and, and, he, and, he's leaving, and he's leaving video. <laughs> and he's, and he, well, yeah. And he's, le- and he's leaving video. They're going to get. Uh, they're going to get the seat that Ruben Neves sat on and do it all again. I, yeah, <laughs> they're probably putting that together at the moment. Anyway, people have been waiting. Uh, Sutty, we've got almost seven hundred uh, watching this live without any promotion, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and obviously, thousands more will watch it back and listen to it on the podcast, which will be put out in the morning. Sutty, uh, you've heard what Jason, Jack, and Manny has had to say. What's your take? Egos, David. You got an ego of a, uh, a crazed businessman without a brain in Mr. She. And you've got the ego of a 110% football brain. Now, we are never, ever going to recruit a manager of this calibre again. It's quite simple. We won't, Dave. Because the running of this football club at the top, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, is an utter, utter shambles. It's just, it's just... it's just not how you run a football club. They don't know football. We said this last Wednesday. They don't understand football like we do. Um, yes, Lopetegui shouldn't have gone um, and done private interviews. That's not on. I totally agree with you there. That's not on. But, and this is a big but for me, there is no way he comes here last October, just before the World Cup, with the understanding, with his remit, and I'll say it again, keep us up. If we'd have finished 17th, fantastic, we'd have took it. Keep us up. He's kept us up, right? He would have, before he came, he would have said, I need reinforcements in January. Now, he'd have got it, he got his reinforcements in January. I'm not knocking him for that. And good reinforcements they were too. I do think we overpaid for one of them, but that's by the by. Now, also, there's no way, Dave, on the face of this earth, would he have accepted no funds whatsoever in a summer transfer window? This is an elite manager. Whether you like him throwing his teddies out the pram, just like Mourinho's done in the past, they all do it. Conte does it. They all do it. These are the elite. And you, what you've got to do as an owner... If you say you're going to commit to doing something, you must commit. Else, guess what? They'll be off because they they won't want their name muddied in any way, shape, or form. Their their name and what goes before them counts for more than any football club, unfortunately. Right? So he'll still want to be classed as an elite manager. He can walk away from here now saying. My hands were tied. I, I couldn't do anything. And rightly so, his hands were tied, Dave. He has been treated by Mr. She, obviously somewhere on the line in She's name, the T was dropped. Um, he's been treated by him shockingly bad. Now, I'll go on record again, and I will say that that man says things 
to get what he wants at that specific time. Hence, we needed a world-class manager to dig us out of a hole because we were relegated, Dave. We were going down. Make no bones about it. We were going down. That man <laughs> saved us. So even with the little two, the, the dodgy couple of interviews he did with his best pal, <laughs> he deserves a hell of a lot of credit, Dave. A hell of a lot of credit. And I've got nothing against um, Gary O'Neill. If Gary O'Neill leads us out at Man United next Monday night, I'll be there like you will. And I'll sing his name loud and proud. And he'll get my backing because he has been thrown in front of an articulated lorry without brakes like a, like a, a rabbit with myxematosis, unfortunately. <laughs> he has been shoved straight in the firing line. These owners, they aren't great, Dave. I've never felt so detached with this football club and the owners of this football club since the mid to late 80s. Now, that says a lot, Dave. Promises, promises. They, they don't mean anything unless they come to fruition. And they've promised us the earth and really delivered nothing. Now, I'll accept all the pelters about, oh, we've had seventh place, we've had a European run. Dave, Dave they've run this club abysmally bad for it to get in this financial situation. And Johnny Phillips went on record last night on a different podcast saying he knows a lot of finan football financial people who've crunched all the numbers and it's absolute rubbish to say that we are crippled by financial fair play. We are not crippled by financial fair play. The experts... Who are, who are number crunchers at football finance, have said Wolves can spend. This is not a problem. So really, Dave, they're looking at dragging a bit of money back. Um, and this almost looks to me like, uh, you know, when you get a business that that's, that's sort of struggling a bit and they sell their best assets and they bring in lesser assets ready for a quick fire sale. And that's how it looks to me, Dave. Now that's fair comment. That's fair comment. I, I mean, I, I mean, Lopet, you've taken one quote out of uh, uh, from Johnny Phillips. There, I've spoken to him. Um, he also has defended Foson on that same podcast, he, and he's totally defended Foson, and he defended Jeff Shee. He didn't say a bad word about Jeff Shee. And he defended Foson for the amount of money they put in. I actually wanted to go on that podcast and actually tell them how come none of you are having a go at Jeff Shee I have to come back because we have to make this a little bit balanced otherwise we all you know Absolutely. literally you know so you know what about people say well um Fosen did dip their hand in their pocket to give him what 90 million in January which was unprecedented for a January window we have never been spenders in January ever so they, they did because they wanted to retain their status. Now, yes, he may not have known the full truth, but this is going back to May. This is what I'm saying. It's May, June, July. Or he's known for a number of weeks now, a number of weeks, number of weeks, that it's not really, you know, going to be. And literally, how come it's come to like six days before the start of the season? Surely there's got to be, you know, some 
whether it's Jeff, whether it's um, Julian, whether it's the, the agents, they should have got their heads together much earlier, much earlier to say, look, you're staying, are you going? This is our situation. It's crap. Yes, we're rubbish at running a football club. <laughs> they are. We know that. But it should have been sorted. Then we got a bit of a pathway of three or four or five weeks of somebody, you know, poor Gary O'Neill, if it is him, literally is going to come off the bus, be given a tracksuit and then make the journey up to Old Trafford with probably half a training session. And he's going to be, you know, literally won't even know the names of the players. It's a ridiculous situation to have brought it up to here. And I think some of the blame should lie with Julian as as well, because I think he just seems so stubborn and so stroppy and just get just decide, go get in there, talk to the people, tell it, you know, and it can't be it can't if he's got an interest for wolves and he really cares about wolves, why would he take it to like six days before the start of the season? I don't think he was he'd made his mind up like I said, before the end of the season, with his mate tweeting everywhere. And because he had heard from the managers or the chairman that we're not going to spend. And as soon as he heard that, he's decided, let's put the wheels in motion to get, get me out of here and get me my money as well. Remember, it's not just him sorting his own money out. His backroom staff, which is yeah. how many people? 10, 12 oh. people are all going to say to Julian, what about our money? So he's not okay. negotiating there at Compton just for himself. He's negotiating for every single oh, person, isn't it? Garagaz already went, didn't he? Garagaz yeah. already left. There you go. Garagaz already left, and 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 he was yeah. he was, he was right down, man. Yeah, yeah. he's very key and instrumental to to Lopetegui. I think with Lopetegui, I mean, Sutty's quite right. He's got a massive ego, and and to a certain degree, there's there's nothing wrong with that to a point, unless it gets in the way, and it is beginning to get in the way. Um. I said right from the start when we all had the smoke and mirror story about his dad. We haven't heard anything about his dad now. You know when they're saying his dad was poorly, but clearly the meeting the meeting was with folks and look, there ain't going to be any money to spend in January. So then he U-turned and said, "I'm not coming." And then they said, "Okay, there's ninety million quid." So we spent ninety million quid in January. Then they've obviously promised him that there might be something at the end of the season to build, and so he's got his. He's got however much he spent in January, and then it's come to now, and he has got absolutely nothing. Um, so for me, I, I think I think it was it, it didn't start on the best footing for me with, with the fact that he'd made a U-turn, then he come back. He knows we've been courting him for a while, and I think because of his ego, you know, he, he's probably just seen it as a bit of a shop window because he feeds as the elite as he thinks and says, and everyone says he is. Why is he going to stick around at Wolves? Um, what me, about I the wanna... Spain to Real Madrid, Jace? Is same thing yeah, happened? Wanna... He was on the I verge of like, it. yeah. And, this you is know. the point that I want to make about on Lopetegui. Um, me, I mean, Emma, producer, she is furious at this guy, Lopetegui. She's so angry about what he's done. You made the point, Manny, quite rightly. It's been going on since May. Without any shadow of a doubt, you, there's a lot of blame that's going to be pointed on Jeff Shea and how the situation's been managed. But let's also remember that this is the same people. They waited for Lopetegui for a month. They understood his situation. They waited patiently. OK, we nearly had bail. Um, because of the situation with his father, they were understanding of his circumstances and then came. He's come on conditions. Michael Bale. 
Yeah, Uncle Bill. They've come on. Michael Bill was probably second on the list to O'Neill. Please, please don't. Um, He's obviously wanted all these staff. He's got a massively big staff. He's got all his staff that he wanted. They paid for all their salaries. He's gone, yes, 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 yes. In January, sorry, in the transfer window, the winter transfer window, they bought in six players without a shadow of a doubt. I've said this many, many times. They've obviously robbed Peter to pay Paul to bring yeah. money from this window to bring in. Had three of those transfers been happened this summer, people would be less likely to complain. But they were they happened in January. We also have to bear in mind that the Bubacar Triori money has gone through this one as well as the freeze, plus Kuna. And then, um, rightly, Manny, this guy has got form for dicking people about. He did it at the national team, Spain, having behind closed doors conversation with Real Madrid. He looks after himself, this guy. When he's not happy, he's thrown his, his rattle out the pram and gone to his mate, Gillum, and put some posts... This creates this media frenzy around our club. And then he's, they've tried to sort it out. If this guy has got integrity, Julian Lopetegui, that he's so important and so important to him, why is this guy walking out on this club six days before the start of the season? Integrity walks both ways. If he was going to go, he should have gone in May so we could have got somewhere in and planned. He has dropped us in proverbial poo and he's doing it on damn well purpose. And that's why we're angry. You know, he's an elite manager. We've got behind him. We've sang his name. You know, we've sang about him. We've backed him. We want him to stay at the club and, and play. But, like, he could have gone. It's just dragged on and dragged on because, quite rightly, he's got an ego. And Jeff Shee is just as important to think. We had the same situations that happened with Nuno Espirito Santo, when Nuno Espirito Santo wanted the money to take this club to the next level. They had all this, and he sacked him as well. And well, since well, then, it's this gone. Is probably why, Dave, we are where we are. And, you know, if we finish mid-table, I think that's got to be a success now, hasn't it? And you know, the oh, I'll be just some assault to get All these people who think we should be challenging with a 32,000 stadium, uh, and you know, we haven't got the firepower that the other the other clubs have got. Well, it's not going to happen, is it? And you know, so Nuno was obviously a fantastic appointment. You could say, with what's happening with Lopetegui now, out of all the appointments, that's the only one they've actually got right. Because with Lopetegui, although he's a good manager, they haven't they haven't properly backed him. And obviously, in January, you're always paying overinflated fees for players anyway. So we made some panic signings. Whether they turn out good or bad at this stage is immaterial. We've spent way over the odds on certain players. So for me, you know, the culture is set from the top of this football club. And listen, Dave, Fosun have made some real big mistakes. And he's right from the top. Jeff Shee, you know, he's not making all the decisions. It's coming from way, way above his head. Right. So, yes, I understand why, you know, he's the figurehead over here. He, he, you know, he's the, he's the spokesman, if you like. And he doesn't speak very often. But the culture is set from the top and it's pretty poor, in my opinion. Dave. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dave, yeah. you, you can tell what kind of owners they are, Dave, and how serious they're taking this. Because as I said last week in the podcast... I'm just going to get a drink. The, the state of our stadium, which doesn't come under financial fair play, is absolutely abysmal. Now, the only way they're going to generate more money is, one, to do that stadium up to a standard where you can get 40,000 people into it, or two, move it. None come under financial fair play, Dave. None. None of them, right? So if they're so serious about us as a football club and they want to see us do well, why, and I'll ask it again, why... Are they not pumping money into that stadium? That will generate more money, more money going into the ground, more money going into the club, enables us to spend more money on players, right? They're trying to do it on the cheap. Now, I know I'm going to get pelters again because people have come back and said, spent 300 million quid. Yeah, they have spent 300 million quid. If you look at each signing on its merit, a lot of that money has been absolutely abysmally spent, Dave. The return on it now and the value, the resale value on players that are still there is shockingly bad. Now, that all comes down to a business, um, the way they did business with Mr. Mendes. Now, let's be honest, Mendes has given us some cracking players. They ain't all been bad. But I'll tell you now, <laughs> if there was a player looking for an out at a club somewhere, Mr. Mendes, for every good player he's give us, he's give us five or six bad ones, and he made a lot of money out of them, Dave, as well. So uh, we have no resale value on a lot of these players. Gedesh, basically worthless. Cunha, I like Cunha. Who, who, who in their right mind pays forty-three million euros for Cunha? Right. I think it was 50 million euros, actually. <laughs> to be fair, I think Cunha was Lopetegui's top target in January and he wanted him and they paid, probably, up again, paid over the odds. And, yeah, Sutty, yeah. you make a really, really important point, uh, which is right, because, the and Jack will probably tell me if I'm wrong on this, the investment in improvements to the stadium and things like that and infrastructure and training ground do not come, as far as I know, under FFP. And we do know that the stadium, especially where you, you sit money in the Steve Bull stand, is what is, yeah. you know, it's sitting in it, mate. And there's hardly any legs. Yeah, the thing is, it, I mean, yesterday I was at the, and we all bring Jack in, he's, <laughs> he's there we go. Um, you know, I was, I was at Molyneux yesterday for a Wolves women's focus group thing. And at the time, we, I didn't know. And I actually asked them. And um, uh, there was a director there and there was a, a few, um, you know, a few, few senior managers. And I sort of asked them, what is Jeff's vision 
for the Wolves women's team. Because, again, something like that shouldn't really be affected by FFP. It's a very sl- small spend, and they can make some drastic improvements. And and you could tell they just looked at each other and sort of came out with a sort of off-the-cuff answer. That was, didn't really tell you anything. And, you know, you hear from lots and lots and lots of different managers, different people around the club. I've spoken to too many, like whether they're suppliers, whether they're people who work, you know, in branches of the club and they all don't really say too much good about Mr. Jeff Shee. He's not a communicator. He's not a people person. He's not an inspirer. He could literally walk through the corridor and not speak to you. We might not speak to him the whole season, you know, and he's literally, he just basically does everything off his own back. So with an owner like that, I think eventually you, or the, a front man, a front man like that, eventually you're going to fail eventually. And it's up to Fosen, then the owners, to recognise that and, and get rid. And we did speak earlier this week that there was a plan to get rid of him, but it fell, fell apart. But they're a big organisation. Surely they could headhunt and get whoever they wanted if they spent the money. But Jack, um, on sort of his points um, about stadium investment and other things they could have done, What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think going back to what we were saying, and I completely understand what people are saying about Lopetegui dropping us in it. But what I would say is this. He is not a yes man. He has obviously felt betrayed. He feels, you know, he's been lied to by the ownership, by Jeff, by whoever. And he's called it out. Whether he's done it through the right channels is, is a debate we can have if you want. But. He's done that. And my biggest concern right now, and I'll come on to, to what you were saying about the stadium, is are we going to appoint Gary O'Neill because he's a terrific coach with a brilliant CV? Or are we going to appoint him because he's someone who's not going to rock the boat? He's going to be happy just to be here in a Premier League job. And he and he's just going to bow down to whatever Jeff and the, the ownership say. That would be my biggest concern. Because we've seen with Lopetegui, someone who's willing to call them out and call them out on their lies, that it doesn't work. Like Jeff you, doesn't man. like it. So uh, that's my biggest concern at the minute. I'll... Jeff's yeah. on, Jeff's oh. on to you. <laughs> Jeff is on to you. Jeff is on to <laughs> you, mate. Unknown number. You're, you won't be on this yeah. uh, yeah. shadow You're board at this rate. You are, Jeff. Yeah. I bet your house has been surrounded by this, snipers. This might well be my last <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Jeff, you've got to be careful. Your house end, might end up like the crooked house, mate. Be careful. I was going to say, oh, dear. Yeah. But yeah, so that would be my biggest concern going forward. The next manager is—is is it just going to be someone who's, who's just there because they're going to bow down to the mat and they're not going to rub up against the ownership? Coming on to the other points, I, I think it's, it's spot on. I think FFP is, is literally—it's—it's it's wages and turnover against—it's um, wages against turnover, effectively, isn't it? And, and transfer spends. So academy, stadium, all those kind of things don't come under FFP. You're allowed to pretty much spend that money without any real sort of, um, you know, comebacks on it. I mean, look at Everton there in all kinds of FFP mess, and they're still investing 400, 500 million pounds in their new stadium. So I don't buy this kind of, or oh, we can't spend on the stadium because we've, we've got to spend the money on the team instead. I think you can do them both at the same time, but you've just got to be a little bit careful. I remember when Fosun first came in sort of four or five years ago, they said, whatever we spend off the pitch, we need to spend it on the pitch as well, because that's kind of how you grow the club. So you can kind of they've, they've followed that through because they've spent nothing off the pitch and they've spent nothing on the pitch this summer. Well, so they have. they've got new walls outfits. 
yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take I'll take it back then. So yeah, and, uh, but yeah. But, I mean, you know, Sucky's right in a way, isn't he, Jack? Because if you think about it, if you say for one year we're not going to spend on players, you could have turned around and say, look, look, lads, we're in a bit of a pickle. So for one year, what we're going to do is spend on the ground. We're going to improve your facilities for one year. We're going to stay in this um, division and then we'll come back. But he's not that type of inspiring talker. He can't. I don't even think he can go to Bosun and put an argument um, to them. I think he's completely and utterly useless i think he's just honestly we even the yes men jack eventually like nuno someone might say he was a yes man as soon as nuno started asking for stuff he was gone large you could say was a yes man as soon as large went to the press and said i need players i need a striker he used to say every week didn't he large large was a goner as well so eventually you'll be found out because nobody's going to stand for that type of stuff if they want something they'll in the end ask their owner and if the owner doesn't give it they're going to be gone and that's what's happened now with Lopetegui he's just done it in a stupid way you know well yeah i mean this is it. i mean this is exactly right it's the way he's gone about it the underhand way okay we we know that elite managers do do these things they've got a lot of contacts they get their message out there and stuff like that the way as jason described it with the you know it it, it was almost like a hostage situation uh with the the the, the the real amateur video type thing that, that was done, that has fed a media frenzy. And I know Lopetegui probably is trying to protect his reputation by coming out with, with these things. Video. But I also think he's damaging his reputation because it's always the boy that called Wolf. And like the fact that he's come out and he's had these sort of things at various places where he's been in the past... Anyone that's going to take him on in the future are always going to be a little bit worried about, are we going to get this happen to us? Now, it worked out really well with him for Sevilla. He did a fantastic job. And we have to place on record, and thanks, whatever happens, uh, that Lopetegui has come in and done an absolutely brilliant job keeping us up into the Premier League. You know, we all expected there would be some more money, this thing, and we'd kick on again. And you can understand his frustration no one can deny that, but there are ways and means about going and doing it. Um, and it's just as sad that it, it it's 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 dragged out until a week before the start of the season. And regards to the ground point you made again, Manny and Jack, the fans, if there's no money there, if there's money being invested into upgrading the value for money on season tickets and investment in the stadium, or they come out with a plan, even if it's to move Molyneux to the M54. We've looked at all the different things. That's what we think we're going to do. We did a, a talk about this uh, on the a, a little while ago, and I was surprised how many people are changing their mind. If it means that Wolves are going to move forward and get the facilities, there's a lot of people that were sort of leaning more towards it. That's what it's going to take to take us forward. There are More people are open to moving. Obviously, we all want to stay at Molyneux, definitely, if we can but the, the capacity will drop. But there are people that are, are more open to saying, you know what, if it means that we're going to move forward and they're going to invest and build this fantastic facility with everything around it, we'll be open to doing that. Wolves infrastructure hasn't moved forward really in the last three seasons or so. There's little improvements and stuff that they've done, but there's no investment going into that. And there's no reason, rightly, rightly say, Sooty, that investment should 
and cannot go into that. Jason, come back with your takes on all of this last stuff, and then we'll start talking about the potential new manager. Yeah, I, like I said, Dave, I just think the timing of it's really, really poor. Um, I think that I, I just, you know, worry about, like, like these guys have said, Gary O'Neill, yeah, if he leads us out, of course, it doesn't matter who leads us out. Steve Davis said our full support, it doesn't matter. But, um, he, he, you know, he's going to be, he's well and truly under the bus. Although he can't lose. If we get thumped two or three, four nil, or we win one nil, he, 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 you know, He's untwided for nothing, really. And as much as it, it's not, you know, <laughs> listen, he, he's as probably confused and mixed up with it all as, as we are. He's just going to be chucked in the headlights and he's just got to do his best. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the most overwhelming appointment, but there's just so many faux pas for me uh, from, from Faust and it's unbelievable. Um, Jack, let's move on to uh, Gary O'Neill. Uh, and then we'll just go around. Obviously, I don't think, Manny, you've said this as well on um, to me and, and on the socials. Because of the situation uh, that's arisen with the uh, the issue around, surrounding Julian and the uncertainty, Wolves have often been accused of not being prepared and like dragging things out with the replacement of the manager. You can't blame Wolves. Kerry Connor, we all, all, all remember that, don't we, when we got rid of Mick? Yeah, absolutely. And he dragged out and look what went on this slippery slope. Because, like, I guess Lopetegui's come out and gone behind their back and come out with these statements and interviews and stuff like that, expressing his opinion, hoping to shift things. And obviously, there's a standoff. It's also given uh, Wolves the, the, the same way to go behind his back and start sounding out replacements. Gary O'Neill's been mentioned. I have. Are you surprised that the likes of um, Graham Potter and people like that haven't been mentioned? Do you think that possibly they have sounded them out and stuff like that? Because he's out of work as well, isn't he, Jack? Yeah, he is. I mean, I wrote his name down earlier. I think he'd probably be my sort of first choice if, if you know, we, we could kind of dip in and pick anyone we wanted that was available. I'd say Graham Potter. Is he realistic? Probably not because of the short turnaround to the start of the season and the fact that he probably wants some kind of backing in the, in the two weeks of the window that are left and things. So you are literally left with the likes of Gary O'Neill. I saw um, Ralph Hassenhuttle men mentioned earlier, again, a, a slightly different type of manager, but again, someone I think could possibly work in the right circumstances. I think whoever it is, I think as fans, all we can do, like we've said, is get behind them until it becomes apparent, if it becomes apparent that they're not up to the job. You know, as it, as it stands, you know, Gary O'Neill hasn't lost a game yet, has he? So, you know, we can't sort of sit here and, and sort of criticise him on that front. We've got to sort of hope that... Hold on, know... guys. We have got an official announcement, I believe. Oh, go yep, on. Here we go. Um, let's just... Um, there's nothing on the website at the moment. Emma, do you want to come and just uh, bring us the information on that, please? There's a link to the website. So, um, just reading this out right, on. right now, um, it's not It's not even loading. That link don't even work. Hold on. It's <laughs> loading now. Oh, yeah. Wolves and Lopetegui yeah. part ways. Part this, ways. Is, um, this is just being announced right now. Lopetegui joined Wolves. Wolves and Julian Lopetegui have reached an agreement to part ways in, in the Spaniards' nine-month reign as Wolves head coach. 
Lopetegui joined Wolves in November and successfully guided the club to Premier League safety. However, um, however, Levia safety. However, the head coach and the club. Um, I'm going to put this up on the screen so people can actually see this as well now because it's. Uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen, share the screen, Wolves, and I'm going to obviously read it out. So here's it. Here it is. Um, Lopetegui joined Wolves with agreed issues and a manical end to his contract was the best solution for all parties. Talks have been ongoing in recent weeks, held with the utmost respect and cordiality, affording the club time and space to begin work on finding a successor, whilst also ensuring that Julian and his backroom staff could continue their planned preparation to ensure the playing squad would be the best possible condition for the start of the Premier League season. Lopetegui arrived at the club bottom of the Premier League, won nine league games from that point, including against Liverpool, Tottenham Hotspur and Molyneux, at Molyneux, which helped the old goal secure a six-attempted top-flight campaign, as well as Lopetegui, his backroom team consisting of Pablo Sands, Joe uh, Penardo, uh, Oscar Caro, Edu Rubio, Borjora de Alba Alonso and Daniel Lopetegui will all depart the club too. Sporting director Matt Hobbs said, on behalf of everyone at the club, I'd like to thank Julian and the staff for their dedication and hard work during the time at the football club. They were brought in with primary aim of keeping the club in the Premier League last season and objective which they achieved with games to spare. While our ambition has been to move into the new season together, it's public knowledge that there were differences of opinions on some key topics that were agreed by all parties that it would be the best to part ways ahead of the new campaign. After a successful pre-season full of hard work and good performances, Julian and his staff leave the squad in great shape ahead of the season opening next week, which will give his success with the best possible platform for success, with which Julian and his team all the very best to look for the future and they will always be welcome at Wolves. Lopetegui said, and it's a quote from Lopetegui, I wish Wolves and everyone at the club all the very best to look for the future and thank them for the opportunity granted at the time to take charge of this wonderful club. It's been a honour and a, to enjoy this adventure on the day-to-day -day company of Matt Hobbs, Matt Wald, Head of Player Care, Lisa Halls and every single employee of the club. And I wish to thank them for support and help at every moment. Also, of course, I want to thank the players who have been given their maximum to achieve our objectives and especially the fans that made me feel like one of them from the very first moment. They've always been amazing to me, my staff and my family. Whoa. It's announced. Manny. You know what? It looks like it's a mutually agreed statement, isn't it? Just to make it sound a bit rosy. How can you say we've left the squad in the best shape possible six days before the kickoff? What a load of tosh. Absolute load of tosh. How, how is that? Leaving the squad in the best pay, place possible, you know. And guess what? He thanked Matt Hobbs. Matt Wilde, the dog, the cat, the Wolfie, but he didn't thank Jeff Shee at any point, did he? No. <laughs> didn't even mention him. Jeff Shee didn't mention Julian Lopetegui in his letter. So either of them haven't mentioned each other. So there's a huge breakdown there. Jeff Shee's not even in the country. He's in China. He's been there three weeks, apparently. So he's not even about, you know, he can't even face him. You know, if you had any balls who actually come here and, and, and face him and, and deal with the situation. So I just think, you know, it, obviously it's not, nothing's unexpected from that statement as in him going about the breakdown and it's been written in a nicey, nice way, but not just like Jeff's letter, the full story isn't there. 
There's no way Julian Lopetegui writes, oh, I'm honoured, I'm this, I'm that. He was peed off and he showed that in every interview and then he legged it and it's just, okay, we'll say some nice things about you, Julian, and you say some nice things about us and here's the money. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Absolutely. Sutty, your instant reaction to that and to that statement, mate? Your sound's gone. It's a good job. <laughs> <laughs> you did say no swearing, Dave. <laughs> he, he turned it. <laughs> I think Sutty turned his sound off just to have a few swear words. <laughs> there you go, Sutty. Your, your instant reaction to those news. What time is it, Dave? Um, it is one after the past, watershed. One minute past ten. You're allowed to swear. What a load of bullshit, Dave. <laughs> you can, I can see it now, Dave. I mean, Jeff Shee's not even in the country. They, they despise each other, these two, quite clearly. One's, yeah. lied, one's lied to get the man he wants to save us with all, you know, with all the promises under, under the, in the world to get the players he wants. He thinks he's going to form a great side. And go on a Europa charge. I can t I can see what's going to happen here. West Ham will sack David Moyes. Lopetegui will go to West Ham, and they'll go and win the bloody Europa League or something like that. You watch. To be honest, I think it does. I mean, obviously, there's a financial agreement that's been negotiated as part of this. Wolves obviously don't want to pay all his two years. Um, he wants to look after his his staff and stuff like that. I think that there's obviously got to be some sort of NDA or you can't say this and you've got to keep your mouth shut. Maybe like that. Also, they might also build in something that you can't manage a club in the Premier League for 12 months straight after this. It wouldn't be a very good look. That We don't know exactly the details of what agreement has been signed off. Jason? I think um, instead of looking back, we need to look forward because we knew this was going to happen. That's why we're all yeah. here now. So, realistically, uh, whoever gets the job, whether it be Gary O'Neill, whether it be whoever, they've got no money and they know they've got no money. So, I put the tweet out earlier about the, the Yes Man situation, um, which Jack put absolutely perfectly in as much as someone's going to come in who's going to be, yes, they're going to want to manage the club. Um, it's going to be a big honour for them, you know, all the, all the superlatives. But realistically, they're going to have no money to spend at all. And they know that. So, um, who is that going to appeal to? You know, this is a club which is suffering massively with morale. And then you've got to look at, you know, it's, it's now common knowledge that our owners don't know what they're doing. So, this is the worry. Anyone coming in knows they're coming into a pretty unsteady ship. Lopetegui, this is why he kept doing these U-turns, like I said earlier. He took the job in the end and look how long it's lasted. And look how many managers we've been through now. Do we really want to be a club like Watford where we're keeping someone for two or three months and then just yeah. getting anyone in and then getting someone unheard of in and then getting a big name in and then trying someone else out? And, then, you know, it's, it's no stability at all for me. And like I said, the culture is set right from the very top. And right now, it, it, it's shocking. And I'm disappointed because I really wanted Lopetegui to work and I do think he's a good manager and I do think he should be given absolutely huge credit for what he achieved last season. And I don't blame him for throwing his toys out the pram because, realistically, they ha he has been given some assurances. And let's not call them promises. He's been given some assurances and we know that, that um, they haven't underpinned them. So, yeah, uh, whoever gets the job, I wish him the best of luck, but he's going to be 
a real rough ride for them. Absolutely. And what I want to say is this is a record um, for any podcast that we've ever done. There is over 1,000 people watching this live right now, which is just absolutely insane. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. <laughs> so um, if, you, if, you, if you have just joined us and you're new to the channel and you want to join in the conversation in the chat, um, all you have to do is make sure you're subscribed and you can actually join in the conversation in the chat. We put some of the comments up there. If you want to stand out with a super chat, that gets on the screen definitely as well. Um, Jack, your instant reaction to that statement? Uh, it, it, it was inevitable, wasn't it? Like we said earlier, it was like like the warring parents, wasn't it? Sometimes you've just got to you know, move apart and, and sort of get on with your lives away from each other. Um, going back to what Jason was saying, I think Jason's hit on a really good point here. If you were a manager worth your salt, a Graham Potter, an Andre Villas-Boas, whoever, the yeah, first thing you'd here. be doing, first thing you'd be doing is you'd be phoning Lopetegui and you'd be saying, what's it like working at Wolves? What's it like working with Jeff Shee? What's he like as a chairman? What's Matt Hobbs like as a, as a director? And I tell you what, if they've got anything about them, they won't be coming here, will they? No. So again, again, that that reduces the quality of the candidates you've got straight away. It'd be like in our job, isn't it? If we go and apply for a new job, our new employer gets references from our last employer, and we do a bit of homework and digging up on our current or our new employer, don't we? So it's going to be the same, and and that's probably a big issue we've got going forward. Is that Lopetegui isn't going to mince his words, is he, when he talks about his relationship with Jeff Shee? So you know, I think there's there's, there's some there's some very raw wounds there, aren't there? Well, guys, um, I don't think I've ever been live on a live on air before, and a manager has gone whilst we've been on air. We thought it might be the case. We were, we were my Dave. If you stay long enough, we'll have one appointed as well, don't we? <laughs> well, we won't. We'll no It'd be interesting to see. It won't be very long. We might be back again tomorrow talking about the the new manager. It looks obviously from all the world um, what's been said like it's going to be uh, Gary O'Neill. Um, which isn't a, a sexy appointment, but as a lot of people have, a lot of people have um, have made the comment that is the likes of Potter or any of those that you've mentioned going to come to a club that looks in complete disarray at the moment. That I mean, it's not just Lopet, it's not just Lopetegui that's obviously. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. I don't <laughs> that's, my dad. that's my dad ringing me he's probably he's <laughs> my dad ringing um there needs there does need to be a change right at the top but you know the statement the statement dave said it break it broke down weeks ago it did say that so it, this has been known for a number of weeks and this is what i keep going back to and it's on both parties and i think Sutty started it really well with these egos. So these egos couldn't be bothered to put Wolves first because if they both put Wolves first four weeks ago, maybe Potter might have considered it. Who's going to consider it with four days to go, five days to go? You know, so literally all the uh, candidates they... Yeah, well, literally. All the candidates they interviewed... I heard there was a couple of Scandinavians. These are rumours, but the Scandinavians. And then there was... Then there was um, uh, what's his name? Gary O'Neill. Is that popular? I don't even remember his name. There you go. Gary O'Neill. And he was the most impressive. And they interviewed him for three... What the hell are they asking the Gary O'Neill for three bloody... The fact they've already yeah. been interviewed... 
potential suitors for the vacancy. Told you all you yes. know, how, how, far, yeah. how far this divorce has gone, how, how far this you know, how divorce the relationship gone. was over for. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're divorced today. They're getting married tomorrow. <laughs> I was here from uh, Red Hill Wolves. I know Gary kept the cherries up, uh, but a fantastic squad like what we've got will not want to play a style of football. It's a joke. And to be honest, we've been chasing this world-class manager for years and then he's gone. I mean, right. what style of football does Gary O'Neill, what type of football do you expect to be playing did you? Did anybody read Liam Berry's article yeah, on actually, Twitter tonight? Yeah, we've we've got him writing an article actually to come out. Well, he's wrote a, he's wrote a five thread. He's in Paul Berry's son, so he's he's actually really really good he's at from good writing. Stock. Yeah, he's from very good stock, you know. And he's written a five thread a tweet, and it's about Gary O'Neill and his tactics, the way he plays, how he could mould our side, how he could. And I, I actually said to him, well done, Liam, for actually taking the time rather than just slagging the guy off, telling uh, telling everybody that he's rubbish and his football's rubbish. Actually, actually, someone's thought out and analysed him, if you see his posts on Twitter. And he's gone through it step by step just to say, you know, we should not be completely and utterly just writing off people because that's the way it is. Because at the end of the day, managers do also change. Gary O'Neill isn't a hardened old school manager who's been managing for 20, 30 years and he's got his yeah. way of playing. He's a new new person. Now, if yeah. he's already had lots of talks, maybe Matt Hobbs for three hours has told him, this is how we play. This is how Julian has left the club and they play really well in this way. We need you to take this forward. And maybe he's said, well, I can do this and I can do that. And maybe he will just take his lead from the senior players and might be might not be an appointment for three or four years. It might just be because he was all we could get. And you might find he gives the confidence to the players to say, look, what you did on Saturday, I want you to do that again because it worked. You know, what's, what's wrong with him saying that? So that's why I say to people, don't get that downhearted until the results come in. Yes. We get Tonk 3-0 and then Brighton smash us and then and it's clueless and everybody's running around like headless chickens and, and all the free-flowing football's yeah. gone. Yeah, by all means then, say, what the hell have you done? But not until then. Well, yeah, we've got to give them a chance. These young managers as well, they've got to start somewhere, haven't they? And I'd rather give a chance to Gary O'Neill, who, who's going to come in as a bit of a fresh face, um, than someone like Frank Lampard, who's fouled pretty much everywhere he's been, apart from a, a, a few game run at Derby. So, listen, we, we, we've got to look forward now. We can talk about Lop all we want, but we've got to look forward. Um, and, and really, this, this O'Neill's got nothing to lose as his first few games, but he's got to be judged very, very quickly, sadly, because time waits for now, many, especially in Premier League football. Well, is that exactly what it is? And, and Manning, just to, to let you know that Liam is writing an article on that because he is a mm. writing channel, which will be ready to go when uh, he's announced on that because you're absolutely right. It was a very interesting post about his style of play. So there's going to be a bit more in-depth article that's going to be written, uh, which, which will go on the alwayswolves.co.uk website. So if you've not got that bookmark, make sure you do you, you bookmark it because that will be quite an insightful a little bit more about um, Gary O'Neill when he comes. Obviously, he's the only name that seems to he seems to be the only ticket in town. So it looks as if it is going to be Gary O'Neill. But with this club, you never know. Um, there might be a bit of magic that comes out, and there might be someone else um, that 
turns up, we just don't know. We don't even know if Gary O'Neill's actually accepted the job. But to be honest, if it, you know, if it's him, and it's a, it's a club the size of Wolves, let's face it, Bournemouth are probably ahead of us in some ways in terms of what's going on at the moment. I mean, they can afford to outbid us for O'Neill, uh, the the guy from um, what's his name from Bristol Scott. City, Scott. Scott. From Bristol City, but um, it's a massive, massive job. It's not you know what? You, you, you look at the teams that have overtook us off the pitch as well. Teams like Brighton. Now Brighton are really unfashionable side, and you know you'd look at them a couple of seasons back, you'd see them in the fixtures and think that's three points. And you know what? That that they've done it right off the pitch, and we just seem to get everything wrong off the pitch. And, and the Mendes thing for me. Yes, he got some great players at the start, and I've got a you know a bit a bit between my teeth with this. Yes, we got Matinho at the right money, we got Patricio at the right money, Neves, Jota, etc., etc. But he's chucked in some real duffins as well, so he's had all his money back and some. So we've got to move away from the uh, from the Mendes model. That's well, <laughs> we're not signing anyone now, so it makes no difference. But look at some of the money we've wasted with him, Dave. Dave, yeah. For three years now, we've progressively gone backwards. Lee oh, yeah. Table don't lie, Dave. Oh, absolutely. They don't. Now, the, the person that pushed the trigger, pulled the trigger on Nuno, is the same bloke that's caused problems with this manager that's just left. He cannot remain in charge of our football club. He has, to, he has to go. Now, if he remains in charge of our football club, well, well we're already a laughing stock. I sent a, a tweet and I put it on our, on our chat page today from a Chelsea lad. He said, the, one, of the, one of the fixtures I used to look at three or four years ago was Wolves. He said, I used to dread playing Wolves. He said, that they used to... To scare the life out of me, he said. You knew they had the, the the weaponry to absolutely destroy you. He said, "Nat, what's happened to him?" He says, "They're nothing." That's how people look at us, Dave. We've we've got this soft underbelly of a poor. I'm not saying all our players are poor, but the, the trouble is the heart and soul was ripped out of our club, and it was ripped out of our club by one man. He's still here, Dave. He has yeah. to go. If the if if the supporters, if if this starts to go badly, I hope this lad gets as much time as he needs. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes you have to go backwards to come forwards again, Dave. Right? Mm -hmm. And if I don't want us to keep going gung ho, sacking managers, because that's no good. You have to stick at some point, right? Absolutely. Now, if somebody has, a, if somebody has a difference of opinion with our chairman, and he's a football man, Jeff Shee knows nothing about football, but as I said the other night, knows a lot about Pac-Man and Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, <laughs> I love that line. How is this man, I know he speaks good English, but how is this man running... A Premier League football team, and everything keeps coming back. All the mistakes <laughs> keep coming back to one man. How on earth 
is he still the top dog within our football club? Because for me, I think as a Chinese, a huge Chinese company, it's losing face, Dave. If you sack one of your own to put a chairman from Brazil, from India, from England in charge, it doesn't look good, Dave. You, as a Chinese company, which they're all very secretive, it is no good. It doesn't look good to, to the big people in Beijing and Shanghai and the, the government of China to have uh, Western people, as it were, running one of your businesses. That isn't a good look. So mm. until he goes, Dave, and somebody with just a small ounce of football knowledge comes in, because, yes, you've got to be a good businessman to, to be the chairman. I totally understand that. But you've got to have a bit of football knowledge as well. And he has got no football knowledge. I'll have a kick around with him at 53 years of age on a one-on-one, -on -one, and I'll beat him every time. I wouldn't want to play him at Sonic the Hedgehog. He'd batter me, Dave. <laughs> and there lies the problem. Right? Yeah. There lies the problem. I'm a football person. He isn't. Jackie, he, he, had goes, two, he had two football goes, people. He's going to have a continual cycle of manager yep. in, manager out. He started. He has to go. What, one of the things we haven't mentioned as well, as well is, obviously, we've been in this cost of living crisis. So they've come out today and said, oh, this has been rumbling on for a few weeks. Yet they've put all the season ticket prices up. They've pressured us into getting them. They've bought a load of new kits out at 60 quid a throw. Then all of a sudden, this shit show is going on in the background. And what, what we're all doing as well, we're all harping on back to Nuno, back to Nuno as a club. So we are regressing. We, we, we're talking about the past. We're talking about how good we was a few years ago. So we haven't moved forward in any way, shape or form. But don't forget uh, as well, Jason, yeah. he's given himself a £400,000 a year pay rise as well. I, 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 I did see that. 53% um, pay rise. Yeah. Total Jason. failure. Jason, I'm, Jason I'd, I, I want, obviously, because you've been, you've come back. We've talked about Jeff last year, Jeff Shee last week. For you, is his position at this point now untenable? As a fan, well, of, of, of course it is. However, I, I, listen, Fosun operates how they want. Bearing in mind, this isn't a normal football club, right? So, in as much as you look at the board of directors, right? No disrespect to John Goff and John Bowater, I know them both. They're nice people. They're happy to be on the board. They're not going to ruffle any feathers. And the other that's what you've got. At other football clubs, you've got board directors making big decisions. Fosun are making all the decisions. I.e., when Steve Morgan was chairman, he, he was the 100% shareholder. He made the decisions. If he wanted the pitch to be painted red and the seats to be green, it would have happened. With Fosun, it's exactly the same. Are they going to get rid of Jet? I don't think they are now. I mean, I, I had rumblings last season that he was moving over to eSports and someone else was coming in. Doesn't seem to have happened, so... Either they've changed the plans or the person that was coming across, uh, you know, that's changed. Um, well, that's, that's actually what, that's actually it, what happened. It was he, he left the company, the person they were bringing in to, uh, that was planned to come in. So Jeff's stayed in. Uh, I mean, who's going to want to walk into this mess anyway, realistically? Yes, it's going to be someone who, who I'm sure they can make a change um, and they're going to be very well, highly remunerated for it. But 
Um, I don't. I think she's going to be here for, for for a little while. I don't. I don't think you know they're going to start. Right, he's just not got to go. Not now. We need just... to find a new manager. I mean, <laughs> I, I just think that they're not going to start changing the chairman at this point or whatever position he is. But we'll we'll have this conversation the next time the next manager goes as well, and he will still remain. Dalrymple gone. Felwell gone. Nuno gone. Large gone. Lopetegui, gone. Ellis. Legendary players like Matinho left without even saying a word. Yeah, we're not going to put all this on Jeff Sheep, but this has happened. And there's one survivor, and he's a survivor, and he survives yeah. all the time. And I just think at some point, Fosen have to take responsibility and say, we haven't moved forward. This guy's got rid of, actually had a structure there. He's had some of the best managers, some of the managers that have given us real good quality. We've given him 50, 40. Brighton don't spend 50s and 40s. They spend 20s and 30s and 10s and 15s. We spent 50s and 40s and we've just fighting off relegation. You know, yeah. and this is the guy they put in place. They don't ring up Jeff, Jeff Shee and say to him, can you interview Gary O'Neill, do they? They don't know that much. They just say, they'll say, he'll go to them and say, this player's come up, the manager really wants him. Oh, go on, here you go, here's the money. He, he should turn around and say to him, we're not spending that much. We're going to bankrupt this club. If I spend £50 million on a striker, I can spend £25 million and and find someone applicable to our level of playing. Jeff Shee hasn't got that. He hasn't got that. He Last summer, he said, last summer, he said, we're self-sustainable. If we don't sell, we won't buy, right? Suddenly, Nunez, Geddes and Collins come in for 100 million quid, just like that. So at that point, doesn't Jeff Shee even challenge that and think, no, 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 we're not spending this all now. We'll spend 50 of it. We'll spend 50 in the next window. That will still give us 100 million next summer. This is how we're going to do it. This is our plan. We're going to stick to the plan because of the size of our club. Oh, God, go on then. Let's just spend it. Oh, no, we've hit a brick wall. No money left. Yeah, we've lost Julian. Listen, no yeah. They panicked at Christmas and they had to spend money to keep us up. And they had to back Lopetegui. They had to. They had no choice. Because if they, if Wolves had gone down, that would have been, from their point of view, Fosen, absolutely disastrous. In the summer, Jase, in the summer, they spent 100 million quid in the summer to be that bottom was, of the, yeah, yeah, bottom yeah, of the table. Sorry, I'm just saying. To be bottom yeah. of the table. In the, oh, in no. the, in the in January, okay, they had to pull us out. But in the summer, yeah. they also spent 100 you know. Can I ask a question? Of anyone, any one of you guys want to answer this? Uh, actually, how do you think the players are going to be feeling tonight? There is no coaching staff currently at all. They'll turn up to work tomorrow, five days before the start of the season. All their structures gone. Do the players take training? Will the uh, new people coming in tomorrow morning? How do you think? And anyone want to come in? How, as a player, how do you think they're going to be feeling tonight? Are they going to be feeling I want to go myself, disjointed, or they're going to get together as a team and galvanise themselves and say, "Look, we know what we're doing." Uh, very quickly, Dave. I'm just hoping that the Lopetegui thing. It was the climax today that they've been at a series of talks over the last few days, and O'Neill's already in place. I don't know that obviously, and we can't confirm. You know it, what he didn't but... say in the statement, Jace. He didn't say yeah. every statement usually says in the interim, yeah, so and so yeah, will yeah, be yeah. taken, like James yeah, Collins yeah. or somebody. Well, it didn't, well, we look for a replacement. It didn't mention anybody. So I, I just got a feeling this O'Neill's 
literally ironing his tracksuit tonight in the Mount so Hotel. Tomorrow, and he's got him on the training ground. That's the best in this situation that we can possibly ask for. <laughs> Isn't it? He's put that on. Someone's just put on the crooked house. It's in better shape. Yeah, that's um, yeah. that's a, it. Just says Wolves fan. The crooked house is in uh, is in better shape right now. That probably just about sums it up. The week that the crooked house, which has stood for so many years, has collapsed and burnt down. Um, they're firefighting at Molyneux at this point. We've got about ten minutes left, guys, um, of the show. So if you want to fire any questions at Jack Sutty. Uh, Lord Jason or Manny, um, get them in there. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, if I'm a player right now, I mean, I'll just think, they'll, they'll be thinking, they'll have been knowing this probably going on behind the scenes because they'll be privy to it. You know, they're still, as you said, Manny, put a performance in, a fantastic performance. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant performance at the weekend. So from that point of view, they'll know they can do it. Hopefully, Gary O'Neill comes in and he's seen that, and he he's obviously the first job that he's going to do is talk to the senior, the senior uh, leaders within the squad. I would have thought he would get them all, all the senior leaders, have a chat with them, and go, "Okay, boys, what's been happening? This kind of thing." Then he's going to talk to all the players. He's going to try and say, "I know I'm I'm new here and stuff. What's been working? Let's keep that." He isn't going to change things straight away, surely. He's going to. I think we've, we've got to look at the positives now, haven't we? Because we, the, the negatives are glaring. And when a new manager comes in, there's normally a bit of an impetus. There's normally a bit of energy from the players. They all want to play for him. They all want to get in the team. They all want to keep the place in the team. So I think, you know, the positive from it is there could be a bit of a rebound effect for that. And Jason, interestingly enough, yesterday when all this was going, there was a load of Man United fans that were moaning, we only Man United can play a team at the start of the season that are going to get a new manager bounce. <laughs> I find that quite well, amusing. Yeah. And, and, and it pretty much looks that way, doesn't it? So, listen. Can, I just, you, can I just ask you all a question? Go on. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball in here. As you all know, that's I not really, like you, is it? Bloody no, hell. I don't really like this, this ownership model. I don't trust it one bit. But do you think, due to what happened in May with the interviews, that Foson might have said, we ain't going to give him any money? Get rid. Yeah. Get rid. Do you think they might well say to Gap to Gary O'Neill now, go and get your centre half, go and get your midfielder, go and get your centre forward? I thought that this morning. You know, if now as that, soon as I might be totally wrong here. No, no, but a few weeks ago, when they decided that this wasn't going to work and Lopetegui is going to not going to stay and he's finding a way out, why would they then give him money to spend? So yeah. We were bidding for Scott. We were bidding for Alvedi and then Brickwall. Then it was, no, nobody. Matt Hobbs came out with the statement that we're going to look at eight to 15 million pound players and then suddenly, ooh, nobody. So that could be the case where they've said, OK, we can't give him any money because he's going. He's negotiating to go. He's not getting the, the players. So get rid. He's, we don't want him. He's done those interviews. He stabbed us in the back. And Gary O'Neill might have Alex Scott and Rizal. <laughs> You never know. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You don't really know, do you? I mean, it might happen. I still think there'll be two or three players that'll come in um, 
I think they'll probably go down the loan option for at least a couple of them. There might be um, a player that they, they they spend a bit of money on. If there was if it suddenly went out and bought Alex Scott tomorrow, <laughs> then that would be uh, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? But we'll have to wait and see. The big thing, the big thing that I worry about, and what I've been worrying about is. Are they going to sell someone else from within the squad, like a Fabio or a Kilman or a Nunes? Because for me, you can't be selling these players now at this point. Because I think we've they've, they've got, a lot of the players have gone great. You know, we've seen that we have a squad of around about nineteen or twenty players, which is probably more than what Nuno used to work with, and we've got yeah. a decent squad. Um, we've got a lot of talent in there. But like, if they then sell from under the manager another centre back, our main midfielder, or one of our strikers as well, to, it's just they're just asking to be relegated. This team, as it stands, from what I saw at the weekend, is good enough to ruffle quite a few feathers. And on that performance at the weekend. I was filled with so much optimism going to Old Trafford next week. I'm thinking, do you know what? If they play like that and get out of United, we can get a result against United. Um, if they pull some other players from under them and sell them, then it's just going to be this. It's just going to all disintegrate. Jeff will be literally setting himself up for such a backlash if we sell any more players. Um, and yeah, he, he has. Has he been at a, at any of the pre-season friendlies? Have we seen him? I don't think so. Is it he hasn't been anywhere near the club. I don't think. He issued that statement last week. From what oh, he, he, he didn't write that. Come on, <laughs> he didn't write else. that. Probably had an, I, an, an AI chatbot. That and what did he tell us? What did he Nothing. tell us that we didn't already know? <laughs> the thing that I'm, thing I'm going to say is again on this statement. Just it's Matt Hobbs that's doing all the talking. Yeah, Matt Hobbs. He he'll go. He'll go soon. He'll go I was going to say he'll be the next one to go. Look, he will go. You know what? He bought some brilliant players in, in January. He did the selling bit very well. And some club will just take him because they'll they'll value him more than we do. Uh, you know, yeah. and in the end, he won't work with Jeff. He'll come to a point where he'll think, I worked my nut off to get you Lopetegui at three times. They're, the backroom staff, Johnny Phillips said, were being paid three times their wage at their previous clubs. That's how much Wolves paid for Lopetegui and his backroom staff. Hobbs would have been part, party to that. And then, then we've got rid of it all. So eventually someone like him will be paid off and he'll go as well. Why, why Manny, would he start? Manny, Jeff Shee will be the last out the door. He is, like, he is like a cockroach in nuclear fallout. He, he'd be the only survivor if Wolverhampton got hit by a nuclear war. He's got, he's got this secret bunker, isn't he? The only person who's yeah, got one. He, he yeah. would survive. Yeah, I... A little head had come out of a manhole cover somewhere. He would be the only survivor. <laughs> Jason? Yeah, no, I agree completely with Sutty. And like I said earlier, I don't think they're going to be in any rush to get rid of get rid of Jeff Shea because don't forget, he's following a remit from Fausten as well. There's only so much we can spend, all this sustainability. He's following a remit. Yeah, he's but, doing everything. No, no, but... I still don't agree with that, Jase. I have to challenge that because even Fosun, if they're a proper company and they make a lot of money, they'll yeah. think, hang on, we spent a record amount, a record amount on, you know, this manager and all this stuff. And then nine months later, you've packed him off because well, something's happened. You know, so we, we, how can they be saying, oh, yeah, Jeff, carry on? 
They can't say that. It's up to fact. This is on Fosun as well. We can't, you know, just the, exempt them. Don't forget. <clears throat> no, no, don't forget. There was the, the, there's been this massive, heavy, heavily reliance on Mendes as well, and he's got to have some culpability here with the money we've spent, yeah, that's especially, uh, especially as there's a connection with the guest if you group. Um, oh. There's definitely a, a, a huge culpability there with the money we've spent on some of the players he's brought in. In my opinion, there's a lot of I've said this before. There's a lot of European clubs that, well, clubs throughout the world that will not their supporters are anti Mendes. And actually, now you can see why. Because he gets his foot in the door, he chucks you a few guns in, and then he's a businessman and he's the most ruthless of them all. Yeah, but don't forget, Jason, it, it, by going through him, folks and half part, own part of the. Uh, oh, yeah, it's ended up back the in Steffi their pot. company. So they're just. They're giving him a bit more money. It's, it makes part of their wheels within company wheels. look good. It's just yeah. a way of shifting money around. Of course it is. That's all it is. And this is what I'm thinking, you know, from that point, from that point, you know, they don't want to, why, why would they want to change things? But they don't want people in the club who are going to challenge them. And Lopetegui has challenged them. Nuno, clearly at some point, challenged them. Gary you know O'Neill, ain't challenging can them. Challenge them. Do you know the best people that can challenge them? 32,000 supporters yeah, in Molyneux. Instead absolutely. of unveiling one of them big flags with a manager's face on, yeah, unveil one with Can you believe face that? on across the South Bank that says, piss <laughs> off. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I um, couldn't believe no, that on Saturday. No, they they no, unfilled no. that big banner. Yeah. Noah Telford said, my OP is, and it's a long shot, maybe Jeff has gone and Fosun have been holding talks with him in China about his future of the club. That, I mean... Possibly that could be, could, be, uh, could be the case. God, we're literally, we're just coming up to uh, 90 minutes. We've still got over 1,100 people watching live in the chat. Thank you uh, so much uh, for watching. If you've enjoyed this uh, show, please just take a second to smash a like on the video. Um, it lets YouTube know that you're enjoying. If you're brand new, don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell because all the, the latest news is here on uh, always Wolves, and it will be out on the podcast uh, tomorrow if you get wherever you are in the world listening to this. We've pretty much chewed the fat and covered most things tonight. We still obviously don't know who's going to be taking charge of um, of Wolves next week. I'm sure that we'll probably hear some more tomorrow. We might even be back with another live show tomorrow night discussing uh, the appointment and having a little bit more in depth. But before we go, um, I'm just going to go around the panel Starting with Jack, um, just a few final words after what has been a tumultuous summer, um, a crazy 24 hours. We now know with certainty that Julian Lopetegui has gone. And, you know, as much as his hands are dirtied in some ways, we will say thank you very much um, for what he's given to the club for the for the last nine months, for keeping us in the Premier League. Um, that cannot be forgotten. And um, obviously, he'll go on to, to other things. But, Jack, uh, your final thoughts and looking forward now. Uh, yeah, I mean, listening to what everyone's been saying, I, the, the points are all great. I've been making little bits of notes. And the one word I keep writing down is communication. The communication from the people running the club to the other people running the club is appalling. The communication from the people running the club to the supporters is appalling. And a lot of these issues could have been solved by clearer communication, communication at more appropriate times. So that's something that I hope 
that a big business like Folsom can learn and learn very quickly because that's the big thing that they are right. failing everyone at the minute. The communication is abysmal. Sometimes it's non-existent, never mind abysmal. So, um, but yeah, looking forward, whoever the new manager is, I've got a feeling from a message I've just had on my phone that it is going to be Gary O'Neill. So um, let's, you know, let's get behind him. You know, anyone that manages our football club has our support. You know, it'd be our dream to do it. He's living out our dream now, isn't he? So let's give him every opportunity to do that and do a good job of it. You know, starting on Monday night and let's get back to the football because that's what we all love. You know, we're not we're not experts on accounts and FFP and stadiums and geopolitics and all this stuff. We love football, don't we? So let's get Monday night to Monday night to Old Trafford and let's get focused on the football. Uh, Jason, your, what, well, your be, thoughts words. I've been saying since noon I went that we should get Gary O'Neill in. So listen, <laughs> I've been saying it for years. When they took Lop on, I, was, I thought it was a terrible... Who's going to get the first O'Neill shirt? You're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> turn round, Jason, turn round. <laughs> oh, no, nothing on the back of this. In fact, this is how bad Wolves are. My flipping, even this McCastor, he seems dropping to pieces. Um, oh, look, Lop's gone now, hasn't he? It's old news. Let's get behind whoever the new man and um, let's let's make ourselves as well at Old Trafford the uh, the twelfth man on the night and um, get, you know give him our all and let's hope we get that new manager bounce. Absolutely. Um... Manny? Yeah, you know what? Next Monday, it's back. The Premier League. People going with their families and friends, travelling to an away day. Have some fun with your friends and family. Get on those terraces. Those players showed me a lot of hope. Nothing's going to change drastically from the way they played on Saturday to Monday morning. Ain't going to change. Someone like even Gary O'Neill whatever his abilities are, he's going to rely on the leadership group, Dawson, Kilman, the Mina, and say, lads, come on, you know what you're doing. I've got, I need a bit of time to work things out. So, you know, we want, we need your input. And I think we need to, we need to lift the team a little bit. So obviously the players, I think, did know probably that this was coming, but it didn't let their, let it affect their performances, which is a great credit to that leadership group. And you have to, I would, you know, give him a lot of kudos, a lot of young players. Someone like Ryan Aitneri, like I say, he looks refreshed. He looks like he's a brand new player from last year being down in the dumps and not being picked to someone who's really happy. So let's get behind them, a bit of siege mentality. It's the Wolves way. It's the Wolves way that we've known for 40-odd years where it's a bit back to the walls and people don't expect us to do anything and go into a big club. And let's because we've got still got some good players and don't start off on the wrong foot. Yeah, if it goes wrong, that's down the line. And if she sells other players, and yes, everyone's got a right to protest, have a go, um, barrack him and make the play stocks. But right now, right, we start on zero points like everybody else and just get behind the team and, and support them with everything you've got. And, and because they need it more than ever right now. Well said, well said, mate. Sooty, to yourself. Well, I mean, it's been quite toxic between two, two a divided um, fan base, really, hasn't it? <clears throat> Let's be honest. There's one lot for Fosen. Fosen can do no wrong. There's one lot 
for Lopetegui, who think he's the best thing that ever happened to us. I personally, um, I'm a bit down that he's gone. He was a world-class manager. There's no denying it. He's won European trophies. Not many uh, managers actually win European trophies. Not many managers manage Spain and Real Madrid. We had one. We've let him go because we didn't back him. That's gone now. We've got to get on with it. We've got to back Gary O'Neill if he is the man. Whoever it is, we've got to back him. And let's hope that Mr. Shea has watched some of this. I'd love him to be watching these. Just, just stay out of football decisions because you don't know anything about football. Absolutely nothing. I'll, t- I'll tell you what we'll let you do. We'll let you blow the balls up. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> don't touch anything else to do with football matters. Okay, just stay away and let the manager. He'll be blowing your balls up if he's watching. And the backroom team do what they're paid for. Stay away. Just pay the bills. And let's hope that we can get out of this season. And this young lad has has kept us out of a relegation place. And and I hope for for all hope that if he does do that, that they'll give him some money, Dave, to spend. And let's let's just get this almost sinking ship, because it's really got a big gash down the side of it, back on course and back sailing in the right direction where it was three years ago, because there's no denying, nobody can sit here and tell me that we have progressed because we haven't. No, absolutely, Sutty. You sum it up really well. You know, since Nuno, we've been we've been on a roller coaster of a ride, and we've stood still. We haven't invested at the right time. We've not invested in the right way. You know, it all comes. It all points to um, sadly, um, as you say, Jeff. He's got to take a lot of responsibility for this, and you know, we, as you know, maybe he even knows he's he's gone AWOL. No one's seen him. For at any of the pre seasons and stuff, and be interesting to see whether he goes to United because he does go to every game, he drives there on his own, he goes to every match. Um, so if he's not at United, I think that'll send out a big, a big message. The fact that the statements come out tonight and Jeff Shee is not even any quote from Jeff Shee says exactly what divide. And the thing is, like what you say, the thing is, what's divided, um. Lopetegui, Foson and Jeff and all the people that are in the middle, their mismanagement and arguments and head bunting has divided the fan base. And you were quite right. We need a club that we had. We had this lovely ship with all the wind behind us sailing. All We're all on the front of the, the ship, you know. All we were feared, Dave. Pardon? People. People, people feared us. Other clubs feared us. They did. And they we're, all, we're all rowing in the same direction. We all knew where we were going. We thought we knew what was happening. And then it, the winds changed. You know, the sails have changed. And it's it's divided. And it's gone downhill. And we've gone backwards. And Villa have gone past us. Brighton have gone past us. Bournemouth have gone past us. And we've just you know, languished. We've still finished as low as 13. Thank you, Mr Lopetegui, for keeping us up last year. If Gary O'Neill is going to be the manager, it's not a sexy appointment. It's probably not what we want. 
uh, or ideally. But at the end of the day, our expectations with this guy is probably going to be low and maybe he'll exceed those expectations. Maybe, you know, he will do an amazing job. And if he's appointed, one thing's for certain, the managers will change, the, the owners will change, the chairman will change, the players will change, the badge on the front of the shirt will always be there, and so will the fans. We will be there. Someone said, this is our love, no, no matter what division. We've been down to League One, we've bounced back. We will still be there supporting this team. And right now, them boys that are in that changing room are going to need us more than anything. They're going to need us to be, to believe in them and back them. And I would employ every fan that turns up to Old Trafford on Monday night, when they walk out that tunnel to the raucous United fans, we've got to make ourselves heard. As you said many times, man of the away support, we've all got to stand up and be counted on Monday night, ain't we, mate? Yeah, every time, mate. You know what I mean? Because they're human beings. You know, they've probably going to be a, on a bit of a downer. There's some real young kids there as well. Remember when Fabio was interviewed earlier on this week and he said, oh, I don't really know. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, now we know. Why? Because he didn't even know if he had a manager. So he couldn't really say, yes, I'm staying here because a new manager might come in and say, well, I don't really fancy you. So, no, obviously he couldn't commit commit to that, but he still went out there and produced a fabulous, Fabio, fabulous performance, and he's given us a bit of a fresh hope. Sasha Kalajic, um, Fabio, Cunha, Nunes, they all look like, uh, Ryan Aitnuri, all look like new players. They actually look like new, fresh versions of themselves. So we, we've seen that, and we gave them the, the love, didn't we? We gave them the love on Saturday. They felt it. They clapped the stands, even though it was half full. And we've just got to do the same. We've just got to keep doing the same. Focus on the players. Give them the energy. And I think they've talented enough to still perform, regardless of, you know, even Gary O'Neill coming in. So, Absolutely. So, guys, listen, thank you so much. We've had over a 1,000 watching live throughout the entire show, which is insane. Thank you for joining us tonight and sticking with us and hearing our points. We always try to give everybody the chance to uh, to to contribute. We try and get a broad spectrum of uh, of decisions. We sometimes don't agree. We sometimes have very vastly different views. But the one thing that we do is we love Wolverhampton Wanderers. We love our club. And our motto is, out of darkness cometh light. And we've got to believe and keep the faith. And on Monday night, we will be there loud and proud and we will give it all and who knows what will the future will happen maybe we'll do a lot better than we think we will do and we'll back the manager no matter what and then the results will come after that and we will always be always wolves on that note i'll say good night god bless to you and your families wherever you are keep the faith keep believing keep the gold flag flying high good night everyone cheers everyone cheers, cheers. It's the 90th minute. 
all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.